Hey everyone, it's Nick. I'm in the middle of editing the podcast right now, and we had some audio issues. Um, we talked a little bit in the beginning of the podcast about how we lost our first episode, so I really want to put this out. So I apologize. We had to use Andre's raw recording, which means that Billy and I are coming through the microphones, um, which means that Andre sounds great, Billy sounds okay, I sound like hot garbage, but hey, uh, what else is new? Um, we are still getting the hang of this. Uh, if anyone has any tips or tricks let us know we'd love to hear them but i promise we will get better and if you still bear with us through this thanks so much um anyway that's all i got uh so on with the theme song enjoy the enjoy the podcast Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Stumble Johns. Uh, my name is Nick. My name is Andre. And my name is Billy. And we have definitely not recorded one of these before. Oh, <laughs> oh, Billy. Yeah. We super didn't lose the first episode of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice little dress rehearsal. But what better way to. It, it, to start things off about a podcast about how we're all struggling and working on stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're <Yeah>. truly stumbling. <laughs> stumbling, stumbling, Johns. Andre, what's a stumble, John? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Nick. Um, so a stumble, John, it originated from um, the play um, by Tennessee Williams called uh, The Glass Menagerie. I think it, I'm not sure if it originated from there, but for us it did, where the character Jim, who I played when we were all at NTI together, says Stumble John when he fucks up at doing something. Um, he says, like, Stumble John, Stumble John, when he, it's like a reflex. Stumble John. Stumble John, Stumble John. It's sort of like a, um, like a fuck. Like, <laughs> damn it. God damn it. Yeah. We've crossed the NC-17 for this show real quick. It's already... Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, so we thought that when we were thinking about all making a podcast, we thought of what would be a good way of sort of categorizing ourselves, bring ourselves together. And Stumble John is just a funny way to think about, um, three artists in, um, trying their best and stumbling. (laughs) (laughs) Stumbling art. Yeah. 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 So should we do, um, should we do introductions? I mean, yeah. Hopefully, the trailer that will be out uh, before yeah. this is uh, we'll do we'll do some of that. Um, but I would love to. How about we? How about uh, how about this? How did you how did you get started in the in the theater? What what reeled you in? What reeled uh, me in? Yeah. Let's start, um, let's start with Billy. Billy. Let's start with Billy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What started? Uh, how I got into theater. Um, I was about sixteen. Um, going on 17. I think that's a song, actually. That is sure a song. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a production of Aladdin Jr., like a troop show going around that we would be performing for all like, the town elementary schools in my town of Glastonbury, Connecticut. And uh, my best friend, Eric, shout out to you, buddy. Um, if uh, he was like, hey, you, okay, you have to finally audition for this. You have to do a show with me. We got to do a show together, and you could, you know, this would be your last show. 
like that you'll ever do, whatever. Just, just do something fun with us. And I'm like, nah. And then after months and months of him like begging me, I'm like, all right, if you, I'll do it if you shut up. <laughs> and, um, and so I did it. And then I got in. I, I didn't want, I wanted, I had stage fright. So I was like, I, I don't want to be front and center. No, please. Like, just give me like the, I'll play like a stick or something. <laughs> and uh, I played a royal guard. I think I was royal guard number four. Wow. Oh, did you get to do the street rat stuff? I did. Oh. <laughs> and then, but it was weird. I instantly fell in love with everybody. Like, I, I, like instant, I became instant friends with the entire cast, like the first week. And after that, that show wrapped up, I was like, hey, when's the next show? And I kept doing that show and did another show. And then finally I did Grease. Mm. And then Grease is what propelled me into saying like, all right. I want to actually do this as a career. And who were you in Greece, Billy? I was duty in Greece. Oh, of course you were. Yeah, I got to play duty. guitar on stage. Oh, that's awesome. Did. Oh, that's it was a lot of fun. I had, I had a blast doing that show. Um, I know I get laughs when it's like, Oh, Greece was the show that made me want to go to acting, <laughs> but I don't care. It's, yeah. It's I like, it's such it. a welcoming community. Just like, that's a, at least it, in my experience, one of the very consistent things of like, no matter where you are, if you're, it's your first show, people will be like, Hey, welcome. Let's have fun. Come hang out. Like, and just like share the love. It's really cool. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, mm, yeah. Oh yeah. That's how I got started. <laughs> and now here you are. Here I am. Stumble John. <laughs> um, I was similarly like a, like 15 or 16, like, <clears throat> excuse me like uh and i was in, i started in marching band uh so i just went from one <laughs> outcast high school social group to another high school outcast social group um because i was in marching band and a lot of the girls in the color guard also did theater you know the spinny flag rifle throwing yeah insane because they're all dancers right mm-hmm. and so they were all involved in the theater scene and we were doing west side story and they had asked me, they're like, Hey, you know, like musicals and things and you, you do music and things you should, we need guys, you know, like, you know, the classic, Oh, let's uh, recruit some guys who have never acted before to go into, um, (laughs) to do our show because we're that desperate. And so I did because it was West Side Story. And that was like the first musical I'd ever seen. Right. Um, I saw the, I saw the, the movie and I loved it. Um, Great movie. Yeah. And then I auditioned and I was a jet. I was one of the no name jets. Yes. Uh, and then that like that went, I had a good time, made a lot of friends. And then the, uh, the Sunday show, the Sunday matinee, one of the jets with like lines, uh, got sick. He got mm-hmm. food poisoning. And then my director was like, Hey, you want to, you want to have a speaking part for this last show? And I said, uh, sure. Um, (laughs) and then I, and then I did, I ran lines really fast in the dressing room. Everybody helped me. We quickly re-choreographed a number so I wouldn't have to learn new steps. And then we did G officer Krupke and I got to lay on the stage as fake officer Krupke and listen to like two (laughs) solid minutes of applause. And I was like, yeah, this is, I can do this for the rest of my life. Uh, (laughs) I can do this. This is, this is fine. Oh my gosh! That first time you hear applause or like a laugh, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like something you've never. It's like 
whole new thing. It's mind control, man. Yeah. No, it's that shrug. Yeah, you indulge in it at first. Yeah. Um. I wait, Mike. I'm curious, Nick, if you, if you want to talk about how you came into not just theater but also playwriting, because I don't think I knew. I don't think. Oh uh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. So I well I started. I started acting. I started tech. Um, and then I took like the introductory drama course because I wanted to learn more about writing. I've, I've always been a writer, um, used to like writing like little chapter books, like in elementary school, Mm -hmm. like in the vein of like cats and underpants things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so I did those and I wanted to improve my writing. And then a friend of mine, a dear, dear friend, Kelsey, if Kelsey's listening, hi Kelsey, I miss you. Um, she had a, like really bad breakup oh. or like, is that really a breakup or like one of her guy friends was treating her like crap. And she was like, can you like, like, can you write something like things or things that are really, you know, things that I read and can, can experience or see like that aren't about me, but are about me really help me deal with stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure. Oh, I'll shop. So I like wrote her a uh, one act play about all the guys that were shitty to her. Um, in like the backseat of my parents' car on a road trip to see my uncle, and I that I wrote that, and I it all just kind of fell out of me. Mm. And then I read it back, and I really liked it. And then I sent it to her, and she really liked it. And she and that was kind of how it was like. Oh, I may have a I may have a talent for this, and I really yeah. And that's that's kind of how that started. Nice. That's really cool. In a way to a way to help people. Yeah, for the right reason. What about you, Andre? Oh, um, well, I first started when I was a little kid. I was more of a sporty boy. Um, My parents were in all the sports, and that was sort of the way that I was pushed into making friends. But I think at a certain point, you know, I was like probably like nine or 10 my mom was like all right you need to start making different friends you know cause it's like baseball kids it's just you know there's like a ceiling to those sporty people so she she made me sign up for the school play in third grade um and i was um a dancing soldier monkey and dr seussicles the musical Oh yeah, no. I, I feel like literally everyone has done Seussical sometimes. Right, right, right. No, but a lot it's of people haven't thing. heard about it though. I don't yeah. know. It's it's like I don't know. It was probably terrible. It was probably terrible. <laughs> but um, but it was. I remember the first rehearsal. We were like with this one of the assistant directors who was sort of like a like a volunteer mom. And we would go into one of the classrooms. It was just me and the other dancing soldier monkeys. And we were working on like um, military like um, formation, like stomping sort of stuff and yelling out chants. And I was just like, uh. I got really into it. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs, <laughs> like, like pounding my feet into the dirt. And they were like, and then they stopped. And oh. the, 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 the woman said, stop do it like that kid. And she pointed at me. I was like, what? like I, and that was when I was like, first, like maybe I'm not entirely out of my element here. Hmm. Um, Hell yeah. so that was when I, it's cute and it's silly, but that was like when I first started feeling at home in those spaces and yeah. I felt like I could do it, contribute something. 
So that's sort of how I made my my entrance into the theater game. Wow. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. What would, uh, if I could ask, yeah. uh, bring the question, what would you guys be doing if you didn't discover theater or yeah. any, any of the arts? What a good one. What a good one. What would we all be doing now if that never happened? Why don't you answer that question first, Billy? Jesus. Yeah, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I, I would say something that I was really interested in growing up was uh, I love I still love animals a lot to this day. So huh. I I always kind of thought like, oh, maybe I could be a vet one day or something. Oh, I, like I always I always had that in like the back of my mind when I was like, I don't know, like seven, eight through like 11, maybe like I loved animals. Sure. Billy, I would take my dog to you. I would oh, I'll take your dog, Nick. <laughs> I wouldn't take my phone to you, but I'd take my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, so do that. Or, you know, I, you know, maybe, uh, I, in, and then in like in high school, I really wanted to make a push for, uh, the baseball team. Yeah. So I was in a lot of like, I did like a couple of baseball clinics and stuff like that. So I really kind of got overly obsessed with wanting to play baseball. And then around that time is when I fell into theater too. Mm. So, uh, I (laughs) I guess it rescued me from, you know, probably embarrassing myself at swinging a baseball bat. (laughs) Right. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but my roommate's making a protein smoothie right now. So if you hear, um, that's what's going on. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Get those gains. I, mm. I live with a vegan weightlifter. So, uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. Just, there's a lot of concoctions going on. Ooh. Uh, huh. What about you, Nick? Chemistry set. Oh, let yeah. me. Um, yeah. who I think I definitely I, – de- teaching has always been a real mm. big thing for me. Yeah. Like my whole family is a teacher in right. some way or another. Right. Um. And I mean, like I, I had, I was very, very fortunate throughout my school career to have really, really fantastic teachers. Um, and yeah, so I think teaching definitely, definitely probably history. Like, I think I'd be a pretty cool, like the history teacher who uses like current events and like talks about how they relate to then and now and like makes people do like mock congresses and things like that like mm-hmm. i can definitely see myself being that history teacher oh yeah mm-hmm. that oh, would yeah. be my my oh, no, your, your and might still do so that cool. you know <laughs> like, i would take your class oh yeah those you would make like incredible like set piece like history places you build a set oh absolutely actually like have like Maybe you'd have that would be in this world where I could not do theater. That would be my way around, <laughs> my way around it. I would just stage history oh, plays, yes. <laughs> like you know the Continental Congress, <laughs> jumping up and lights come up and down. Oh my god, that's fog so machines. Yeah, it's just Hamilton. It's just Hamilton. <laughs> I just directed production of Hamilton, and that's. That's it. That's the whole thing. And now, now I've broken the question. See, Billy, you can't, you can't give us this shit. Oh, Oh, wait, no, all I can think about, I'm sorry. All I can think about is Nick, like trying to tell people, like teach people about the Salem witch trials and like they come into class and there's like, (laughs) I'm wearing like the, the the pilgrim outfit. I'm wearing the, yeah. Yeah. And you've got like this doll, like floating above the water and like, she's a witch and it's like, Jesus Christ, Mr. Penn. (laughs) <laughs> bring in a cauldron yep 
that's it. You burn uh, effigies in the in the on the kickball field. Oh my god! So, Speaking of scary, uh, my my thing. If I was an actor, what I was really obsessed with for a while, what I'm still obsessed with, is um, the psychology of criminals. Ah uh, uh, yes, particularly um, serial killers. Mm. Um, when I was younger and like discovered Wikipedia. And I would just like spend my summers just scrolling through the lists of all these people and their backgrounds and watching YouTube videos and like documentaries. And so I never really like took any class that would have led me there. But when I think about like different paths, that is still so fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, True crime. Stuff like that. Oh, I love that stuff. Oh, still interests me to this day. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Loud car driving by. <laughs> it's okay. You're in New York. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I just so, couldn't hear myself think there. I guarantee you will get an ambulance driving past my apartment in the next hour or so. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I know. I live <laughs> right by a, a hospital. So. Yep. Same here. Too. So what are, you, um, what are you all working on right now, guys? What's, what's something you're toying with right now? Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, so right now I'm, I've got two things going on. First, I'm reading script submissions for a theater company here in Pittsburgh. Cool. Um, and God, I wish I could talk about them with anybody cause I have so many thoughts, but like there's a confidentiality agreement, oh. so I can't like say anything. Cause I, you know, who knows if a, if a writer who submitted to this theater company would be listening to this, but I, uh, and then I would tell them their play sucked. Uh, oh. Oof. Cause right now I just read one that's, Oh God, it's so bad. It was like, it was like bad for like 110 pages. Oh my God. And then on the 110th page, it got like transphobic. Oh geez. And then just went downhill from there. I thought you were going to say it got better. I didn't think it could go page. downhill. Like it, but it did. It went down oh under the hill. Oh my God. I thought you were going to um, say it was bad for a while and then it got good. And then you just no. pull it got transphobic. Jesus Christ. It's uh, yeah, it's so bad. Um, but on the brighter side, the thing that I'm like actually working on is um, there's another theater company here in Pittsburgh that does like immersive theater, and mm. they offer a they offer a, like storage pod. They do like a festival where like they just line up a bunch of storage pods, mm. and people apply to do theater in them. That can oh, be like cool. you can just kind of like walk in and experience it, and then walk out. Wow! Or like just kind of pass through it, or spend like you know you can spend five minutes in there. So right now, a friend of my uh, friend of mine and I are building like a theater experience slash escape room. Oh yes, Ooh. where like if you could do an escape room in five minutes, but also there's actors inside that you have to interact with, kind of like like sleep no more, but micro. And not traumatizing. Sleep no more is so scary. Yeah, it's not going to be that. Okay. okay. It's going to be more like you know you're going to like choose you you choose like a companion and then you have like an actor by your side who's just going to improv with you to help you through the the escape room. I choose a dog. Oh my god, we should do that. Oh, hold on, I'm writing that down. <laughs> choose a dog. a dog. Like Fallout or some shit like that. Oh, oh you're right. God. Yep. Yep, it's in. Your I'm it in. Yep, that's it. When does uh, the, when would the this, magic when would this become potentially like available to people to go do? Oh so well, soon. it would be a one day only thing. So if people want to ship out to Pittsburgh sometime in October, then by all means, hell yeah. Um, 
and then yeah, we start cons- we start constructing it like a week before the festival. Jesus. Um, but right now we have to we just need to write all the like branching paths because we're making it also like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Right. Where you can just you can you can come by like four or five times and never get an experience twice because that's a concept that really excites me about like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I'm working on, and it's it's a lot, but uh, it's, I'm super super duper excited about it. That's very nice, cool. dude. That's that was awesome. Cool. What about you, Billy? Uh, I'm in a production right now of The Seagull <laughs> by uh, Anton Chekhov, and um, Tonight is our final tech, and then we open tomorrow night. Oh, Billy. Congrats, Great Billy. Yeah, thanks, guys. How are you um, feeling? What's that? How are you feeling about it? Uh, I feel good. I got. I kind of got one note. I Don't, don't you hate uh, – I mean, I'm kind of – I mean, don't you hate when you get last-minute notes after, like, rehearsing for a whole month? <laughs> yes. And then it's like, oh, you did this like this. I'm like, well, you could have asked to told me that four weeks ago. <laughs> I've been doing that for two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it, it's not too bad, uh, but it was just kind of like, oh, okay, that's a little surprising, but sure, I can, I can adapt. Uh, but other than that, the cast is really talented. Everyone's really great to work with. Um, everyone's very professional. Right. Uh, how they, uh, how they carry themselves uh, on and off the stage. It's, uh, it's just a really great environment. It's uh, over at the American Theater of Actors at three fourteen West. 54th Street in uh, New York, New York. And how long is it playing for, Billy? Uh, we're doing 10 shows. So we rehe- uh, we perform Wednesday through Saturday at 8 p.m. And then Sundays will be at 3 p.m. Wowee. Yay. Plug yeah. project. Plug project. Yes. Plug project. Hell yeah. So um, I put some stuff on my Instagram story and then I guess on my uh, Facebook story. Um, so... I'll definitely put those back up, though. Uh, I'll keep putting them back up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever I can. Uh, but, yeah, if you uh, guys all want to hear some classic theater, come on out to the American Theater of Actors. Wait, and Ooh. Billy, uh, who are you playing again? I'm playing the school teacher, Medvedenko. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, you will see this big beard on my face. Yes. Um, mm. That I grew myself. Yes, it's not really beard. It's not really pasted beard. on. <laughs> when did – you had a – what did you have a beard for at, at NTI? You had a giant beard for something. I forget what it was. I grew my facial hair out at NTI for um, that apocalypse thing we did. Uh, oh, Mr. Burns. No, not Mr. Burns. Um, I was babyface for that. Um, what no, other? we did the – it was the uh, adaptation unit. Oh, yeah. The, the oh, Jody. Okay. The, the Jody <laughs> yeah. Labs. No, with, yeah, the, the one that Lily wrote, right? Yeah, the one that Lily wrote. I kind of just yeah, like... Yeah, Lily. Hi, Lily. Uh, hey, Lily. Um, and, yeah, I, uh, I I grew my facial hair for that, but it wasn't, like, huge. But then I kept it growing out the next week after that, and... Uh, That's yeah. right. Uh, I miss the Billy Beard. Yeah, well, it's mm. not, you'll, you'll see it in person, Nick. I wish you could come. I wish I could drive six and a half hours to see a show. <laughs> six and a half. Oh, that's right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I really forgot I lived in another state for a while. <laughs> how long of a Nick? How much? How long of a flight is that out here? A flight? Yeah, like two and a half hours or something like that. Uh, it is like an hour for me to get to the airport. However, oh Jesus! So it's barely, yeah, it's like a fifty-dollar Uber. 
Yeah, so it's barely that. even worth it with costs. Might as well yeah. just drive. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's yeah. like the drive's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Andre, what are you working on? What am I working on? Um, I, um, this weekend, am shooting a... F- I'm acting in a film called Property is Theft, LOL. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, by a, by a um, independent filmmaker here who, have, who I met through a casting call and auditions and stuff, and we've had some table reads, we had some rehearsals, but basically it's like, um, it's sort of a critique of post-apocalyptic, like the Hunger Games dystopian films. It's, oh, excellent. Uh, okay. It's like a deconstruction of that. It's hard to put into words, but it, it tackles capitalism and um sort of like monarchies and um badly organized protesting um yeah and it's gonna be wild we're gonna be um like the director's going all out like he bought me like this wet he gave me a wetsuit and then he's giving me this bulletproof vest to put over it and i'm gonna have a knife and um a lot of it's like deadpan acting or we're reading the stage directions like in direct address to the camera so there's some oh wacky wild stuff um excellent yeah and it's it's um starring a guy that i went to school with which would be fun hi geo um and um yeah i'm excited about that and then i'm also doing a a film i'm gonna be in a horror movie next weekend about um a prank gone wrong um, so, so you're just films on films on films on films. Yeah, you know what? And that's something that I'm really like playing with in my head is that, like this wave that I'm on. I don't, I don't, I've been feeling myself going away from theater of late, um, which has been really interesting. Trying not to question that, just trying to ride no, it. Yeah, ride it's, that, it's, but, not, yeah, it's exactly. not a bad thing. It's just, no. it's, a, it's like a, it's like a rhyme. Exactly. Like it's, it, it's, it's the same, same feel. Yeah. Different area. Yeah, and to be honest, I just feel more comfortable on camera right now in my in my acting career. I like recently, you know, I've had a couple of semi pro productions in the last two months. Nothing fancy, but even in the tail end of Sarah Lawrence, my, the school I just graduated from, I just did not feel very comfortable on stage. It was like a really <laughs> bizarre feeling. Um, and I don't know if. You know, there's highs and lows to your profession, right? But I just was like in in those times, I was like, I don't, I don't really feel at home right in this moment. Um, yeah. So that's been like a new development for me. I'm glad that I have another home and that I'm being able to get casted out of that. And yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. So, but um, that's kind of the new um, track that I'm on right now. I think it works. Yeah, you have a very film piece. So I film yeah. what? You have a very film-friendly face. Oh, thank you, Billy. <laughs> yes, it's, it's based on this audio medium that we <laughs> that we can't see. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's looking at my profile picture right now, saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of where I am, and not something I'm really. Str- I'm trying to not struggle it and just sort of embrace that. Sure, um, that's great. Exactly. Yeah, and if you want to take us on that journey with you, then we are more than happy to come along and 
whisper so, words of guidance. I don't know why I said whisper. That whisper. sounds way too like sensual. <laughs> That's my bad. Uh, speak softly. We'll just say them in a normal tone of voice and a normal volume. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. I appreciate it. I'm trying to be open about it and just sort of figure it out. It's not a it's not a tragedy, but it's um it's weird when you've spent most of your life training on one thing to find out that it might be a different medium. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. But like at least you can still like transfer those skills into totally another place. Totally. Absolutely. And I think it also can be just like the work that I was participating in with that theater. I was like circumstantial or just wasn't too attached to the material. Like it can, it mm. can happen. So I'm not going to disavow theater acting, but that's just right. Oh no. Where I am. Theater acting will always be there. Totally. Yeah. And may, maybe something with like a deeper connection will just like kind of get its hooks in you and then right. Really get back in. Yes. I'm sure. It will. Hell yeah. I'm sure it will. The yeah. text, the text. The text. <laughs> um, should I have a question. We do have a question. We have a question. Yes. Oh, we have a question from my friend Maya. Hi, Maya. Thank you, Maya. Um, and Maya is asking something that's pertinent to my life right now. Um, it is, how do you balance your need to create with the realities of supporting yourself, typically in a job that isn't in the theater world? Um, I definitely want to speak to the fact that I, a thing I'm struggling with right now is that I, uh, right now I work two part-time jobs. Um, both of which have been very flexible and very good to me. Let me keep the lights on, all of that. Um, I recently just accepted a promotion to turn one of those part-time jobs into a full-time job. Yes. Um, which I, which was like, kind of came out of nowhere. And like, I like, and like the benefits of it were just like too good not to say yes to. Cause mm. it's like pretty significant pay raise, 40 hours a week, paid time off health benefits like all sorts of good stuff but now like i feel kind of guilty that now it's it's taking away from time that i feel like i should be using to make art yes and like in the in the in the the lost episode of the podcast we recorded that got lost (laughs) um i talked about how fortunate i was that i had such flexibility in my, in my kind of, in my, you know, uh, day jobs right? that I was able to just kind of like take time. And they understood that this was, that I had other priorities. And now some of that is gone. Right. At the, you know, with the caveat that I do, like, it's, it's so much easier to make a living now. Right. I don't have to worry about making rent for the next month. I don't need to worry about I, I can put more away into savings for whatever else I want to do in the future. Yeah. But I like, I just don't have any time to write mm. mm-hmm. and I don't like, and my schedule, like I, I, my availability has to be open. Oh yeah. Like I have to be able to kind of come in at a moment's notice if they need me to be, if they need me to watch the store. So this isn't particularly nine to five per se, where you might be working full time, but you have your night. Available. Like sometimes it's nine to five, sometimes it's noon to eight, sometimes it's five a.m. to two. Mm. Like it, it depends, and I don't really like. It's just kind of the nature of the job. I don't really, I can't really have that consistency right, right now. Mm. 
so I can't like plan. I kind of have to live day to day and take what I can get. Oof. Like, you know, just the time to you know make it out of schedule. This podcast is like, oh my god, was like a huge thing. Right. Yeah. No. Um. So that's so. I, I if if you have any input, I would love some. And if everyone else is struggling with something like this, of kind of taking an advancement in your, um, your your hustle job. You know, how much does that take away from? Yeah. your passion well it's i mean actually you know what i i forgot to tell y'all when we all like sent out feelers to people about questions i got like three people asking exactly the same thing um mm. so to say that this is a common question is an understatement um because it's so important i don't know i mean i i am really trying to eke out whatever i can that can give me some sort of um, artistic like reflex whether it's reading on the train during my commute or Ooh, yes. uh, mm. watching a really good film or going to see a show um, like maybe it's not as um, hands-on creative but it's like based around creativity you know like mm-hmm. um that I also care about, and something that I talked about on the legendary Lost Playlist podcast is uh, <laughs> um, just that I work two survival jobs that are in close proximity to creative spaces, but I'm not involved in those creative spaces. So yeah. I advertise shows and I ticket take and usher another show. So I am like in the environment where it happens, but not making. Um, my mom, when I was freaking out about um, post-grad um, and jobs, she just said, like, make sure you, you know, if you can, if you can, if you can, if you can, find the ability to find survival jobs where you can get something artistic, something in that world. Yeah, um, right. That is sort of the dream for us right now, for me, at least. So, mm. Yeah. That's where I fall. I try and squeeze out as much as I can and just hope that there'll be one great audition where I'll just bust into my survival jobs and saying, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> what about you, Billy? Um, I'm in, uh, I, I, work to, I work with two catering companies. Um, and so a lot of my colleagues are uh, actors and creators and whatnot. Um, so that's like, like that, that's pretty cool. Um, cause you're, you're immersed with a lot of, you know, like-minded people in the arts. Uh, so I, I would say like that that's a big pro for, um, uh, for, for catering. If, uh, someone was to go into catering, uh, if you go into catering, you'll definitely be among, uh, a lot of, yeah, cre- uh, you know, creative minds uh, for a lot of, a lot of the time. Um, and another good thing is that you can make your own schedule. So you're able to, uh, I guess in a way have your mornings off or you can have your nights off. Um, which is also great. Mm. Uh, that's what I've been, uh, that's mainly what I've been doing the last, uh, I want to say almost three years now. Um, yeah, I'd say, 
the tough part is, you know, there's the, the busy seasons right now we're in summer, so it's not so busy, but you know, you go into, uh, uh, the winter and then, or actually uh fall into early winter. And then you go into spring, uh, cause there's like, you know, just a shit ton of weddings and then you got holiday parties. Um, like those are, those will take up a lot of your time and you'll, end up forgetting who you are as a person. At least it's happened to me so many times <laughs> that you like, it's all about at that point, it's all about the money and making, yeah. you know, uh, paying bills and making rent, which right. yes, you, you will have enough money to pay rent and your bills and stuff like that with the money you make t- during holiday parties and, uh, weddings. And it's, it's yeah, worth it financially. But then you kind of realize like, shit, I haven't done you know anything creative. I haven't auditioned. And I've fallen into that hole so many times and it, it sucks. That's, that's a really shitty part that, um, that, that does happen in the catering world. Um, but you know, sometimes you'll work with really good people who are also on the same boat as you who don't want to give up that fire, you know, that that sort of speak. Right. Yeah. Um, and who are like, Hey, uh, when's your off day? Like I've I've had this happen before. Like, like when are you off? All right, cool. I'm off that day. Let's all get a studio somewhere in the city, and let's uh, let's do like learn some new monologues, and then right. form these monologues in front of each oh, other. That's and, nice. and why not? I love that. Just so um, uh, you know, we can, you know, you can rehearse in front of people instead of you know, you know, by yourself in front of a mirror, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, a lot of us are guilty of doing. That's so good to have that support system yeah. in your kind of external. Right. theater gig like that's that's really that's really cool well yeah. Nick, yeah nick can i ask you like as you start on this new promotion which i should say congrats because thank you yeah i i really did i really tried not to make this like a, mm, i got a promotion i'm no. angry about it like i'm, not, I'm <laughs> really not trying to look at gift towards my mouth here i think you can hold both in your hands right like this is i'm grateful for this but also i want to do yeah that. like that's you know you that's you, also what i'm struggling with yeah. i don't want to be i don't i don't want to feel guilty for no no, you know. and I don't think you have to. You're all good on that. I, I I wonder, like, what are some when you ask yourself this question, like how, how do you what do you in, in, envision doing to keep yourself fresh with these like what are some troubleshooting ideas that you have for this new lifestyle that you have? If you I have mean any. like like these past couple days when I've started like training as a like shift leader and as like a manager and as like, uh, like getting all these new responsibilities. Like I, it happened to fall at a time when like, I'm now getting these scripts to read. Right. So like, I'll take my, my new hour long lunch break. Hey. <laughs> like I can feel like the, the palm leaves waving in my face as I do this. Um, <laughs> I like, I take some time to, to read the script that sure. like while I eat my lunch, like that's like, that's what I've been doing these past couple of days right. that right. helped me kind of feel a little better. Cause ordinarily I would just like dick around on my phone or like, right. You know, just get sit in the air conditioning for a while and not talk <laughs> to anybody. Yep. Um, but it, now that is, that's now given me a new sense. It's a new focus and it keeps me, it keeps me focused just on a different thing instead of just kind of letting my brain turn off for an hour. Right. Um, yeah, which probably ends up making me more tired, but it it's it feels more rewarding than mm. it ordinarily would. 
No, but I get that feeling, though, because you get home from your survival jobs, which are literally survival jobs, and they called that for a reason, and you get home, and maybe whatever plan you had to read a play, to watch a movie, you know, you just end up sort of, like, phoning it in, and that's what I do during my lunch shifts, too, is I become a vegetable most of the time. And I'm yes, you just need to, you need to decompress and take yeah. a break, and you can't, like, there's no input, <laughs> like, no, yeah. like, gates are closed. No, no more stuff, please. No, you're not taking in anything else today. Like you're, you're done. But yeah, I think like, but that's great though that you're finding ways to like to exercise your your theater ability. I don't yeah, know if I feel like because it, it for for me at least it can't feel like a passive thing. No, like as much as I like if this works. Andre said this works for you, like doing a watch a movie, read a book, like that still feels passive to me sometimes. Sure. Like it doesn't feel like I'm, unless I'm like taking notes and like studying certain things right. or like making active, you know, active observation, looking for little things to look at, like in a movie or a book about like narrative or plot structure or anything like that. It right. doesn't feel like work. Sure. Yeah. And like I, I and this this is this is me. This is my inner busybody coming out of being like I need to have a project or I feel kind of aimless. <laughs> me too. You know, and yeah, like for my right. first few months in Pittsburgh after I moved here, I was so feeling that like oh if only I was in New York and I was I was <laughs> projects around the corner that I could just pop into and say hi. But like <laughs> that it also it, it would have been too much in the first place. But like. I just I was without a project and I got kind of depressed about it and I right. got and it was hard but now like I've now latched on to these things and I'm like these are my things and I'm not letting them go regardless mm-hmm. of how dead my job will make me by the end of the day right yeah I also think like it's an oft used like activity to do but something I've really enjoyed is um, especially because my job just so centered around dealing with large cl- clouds, crowds. Large and clouds. Oh. I love large clouds. <laughs> large, clouds. Large, large crowds interacting with lots of people is um, I look at body language, uh, the way they speak, the way they hold their head, the way they, they, the way they walk. Um, that's something when I'm like just like flyering for six hours mm. has Oof. recently actually given me a lot more, um, made me feel like I might be getting something out of it. Um, it makes it a lot less brainless. Um, yeah, and I met interesting people. But I think what I what I mean to say is like, I think you can tailor your your ways of being creative to your individual experiences as a hustling person. Yeah, you know, like you you you're finding your way. Even like looking at plays at lunch, you would say is a is a step up, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and thank you. And, I, and then I mentioned something in the uh, the lost episode um, about yeah, like how you just mentioned Andre about like how you know brain. You said something about but I guess brainless. Like yeah. you're like you can easily kind of fall into zombie mode uh, when you're doing the same thing for like six plus hours. It's kind of like yeah, in catering when you're in a, like a party and you're busing for the entire event. Um, I always tend to kind of like slide into zombie mode, but then I have to like pull myself back out and, you know, to pass the time and to be somewhat, you know, to be creative. Yeah. You watch, you watch how people are eating, you watch how people are drinking, 
you see, you know, are people dancing on the dance floor? Right. Uh, how, how are they dancing? Right. That, that's always fun. Actually. Oh, I'm sure. like, you, you, you find the humor in that. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> the people you must meet catering, Billy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are great, and some people I just want to send to the sun. <laughs> send to the sun. Well, well, Nick, I hope that this conversation helps. Oh, absolutely. Some way. No, really and just like how you, you said you'd be there for me with that acting uh, film adventure, I, we're 100% there for you in that of way. Of course. Because I, I will say, like, what sort of came out of um, what how this podcast happened was we would have group chats where we just talk about movies or, yeah. or, or plays. And even though that was also relatively passive, it was better than... Um, Better than doing nothing, and better than yeah, not sharing. still putting in putting in some effort and still putting in some work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This has this has this has helped me think about things a lot better. And Maya, I hope this I hope our discussion has helped answer any anything you might have. Yeah. Um, if you have questions that you'd like us to talk about or answer, or things or any struggles that you feel maybe applicable to other people, or if you just want to. Uh, someone to reach out to um you can send us an email at stumblejohnspodcast at gmail.com or send us a dm on twitter or instagram both of which are at stumblejohns hey thanks maya thank you maya thank you maya and, and uh now to our fun little first real segment coming around that we hope to do quite often is hey billy what grinds your gears <laughs> oh, it grinds my gears, Andre, you yeah, ask? Tell us, Billy, tell us. Oh, well, you know what's been grinding my gears lately? Um, and I think a lot of actors and creators and anybody seeking agents, uh, proper agency um, uh, is, yeah, uh, mailing out inviting agents oh. to party, uh, not parties, um, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> definitely not parties, to um, shows that you're doing. Oh, or whatever, any event you're, you know, you're hosting or something like that. Um, I've oh. been, I've made like a list of a bunch of people, uh, from different, um, agencies, you know, there's Abrams, there's Gersh, uh, Buckwald, all these like really top notch agencies. And I, I, I might be shooting for the stars here. Um, right. <laughs> but, um, well, you should hang my leg here. Um, <laughs> he's so, his gears are so ground. <laughs> so um, no, that like sometimes you'll you'll read immediately because they'll find because you'll find a submission tab and you're like sweet a submission tab for like this really great agency yeah. and then just for them to tell you we do not accept mail don't even don't oh. mail us or else we're gonna send it right back to you don't mail you're like do not mail we don't like accept mail mail or just like like mail your headshot resume cover letter uh, and then okay, like okay, an, okay. and then like a postcard to like your show that's what I've been doing. Huh. And like a, a physical lot. mailing, like physically, a physically like mailing email. something. Okay. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Physically something. Oh, good luck with the emails. Yeah. E- email <laughs> is also like, th- that'll get buried. At least like something physical will get through. It's kind of like an old school method, but I think it could still work to this day. Um, but, uh, a lot of these agencies, they, they don't accept mail. And I'm just thinking like, Hey man, like I know you're awesome. And a lot of my favorite actors are, like with you guys, but how, how do you expect to get new talent? Like how, like, I know you're making mm. plenty of money off of, you know, Benjamin Walker and all these other great mm. actors and stuff. But like, 
it, that really like bothered me. Uh, yeah. Like the course of like the last two weeks of just like, okay, so you're not going to accept my mail. How else am I going to be like, am I going to show my face to you? How else? Like, well, what's a free way to do that? I mean, and right. when I say free, I mean, you can also pay like 200 bucks to go to mixers and you, you'll maybe get five minutes with, with an agent. Right. And, right. Have you done one of those? Money. That's, oh my God. But it's, hmm. I, I, you know, it, if you can save that much money, that could totally be worth it. You know, I'm thinking about going that route now too. If they're not going to come out and see the seagull, um, maybe I'm going to have to, uh, uh, pay to get in through like the doors and stuff and then just give him all I got to sell myself, you know? And I think, uh, um, it's good practice, I think to sell yourself. And, um, I guess one positive thing I've learned, uh, was, um, writing cover letters. I've learned how to write better cover letters oh, Jesus. Over, over, over these last two weeks and, um, agent invites and, you know, um, try to butter them up, whatever. Um, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm so amazed that literally no matter what industry you go into, you're going to write a cover letter. And I just, Ugh. I hate that that's a thing yeah. about our lives. I, should probably learn I hate cover letters so much. <laughs> I need to learn how to do that. I, I'm sure I don't know how to do it. There's, um, there's, there's like no like way quote unquote, right. like, it's just you know does this person like you and actually like give enough of a shit to read something you wrote yeah like yeah yeah it's 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 wild and just you know we're all we are all we have are our connections it's really true but i just i i mean just going off of billy's own grinding of gears i i mean just when it comes to the agents and the connections like Sometimes ass kicking can be ass kissing can be genuine, but like, I don't know. I sometimes like I hate sending thank you emails sometimes or thank you letters, and I just I just sometimes feel like really like pathetic doing it because like I don't know. Yeah. I get kind of down on myself when I send that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I know totally that, I, and that. I know that I'm supposed to, but I'm like I can feel myself like fawning and slobbering over this. Yeah, and and it's just like we also have our own worth, you know? It, yeah. I, was, I was told yeah. by, a, by a playwriting teacher of mine that, um, that you, that like, she, she discouraged writers at least from seeking out literary agents. Hmm. But she's like, if you just, interesting. if you just do your work, keep doing projects that mean something to you, keep, you know, keep you know, making yourself better, then an agent will find you. Right. And like, that's that like ultimately ends up feeling better. She said, she was like, don't even try to get an agent before you go to grad school. If you decide to go to grad school, grad schools, usually at least for playwright, for like MFA playwriting things that I have looked at, apparently like you graduate and then like agents will then say, Oh cool. You just graduated. Hey, I'm the, I'm representation. If you're looking for some, Uh, let me know. So, I, I don't know if that translates to acting. I'm not. I have mm-hmm. never looked for an agent, but it can. Because uh, I know, like some, at least for AMDA, we had like an industry night 
where we do a song and a monologue for like a panel of uh, casting directors and agents. And, hmm. uh, you know, sometimes you, you might get signed that way. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure if Sarah Lawrence did the same thing for you, Andre, or no, if they offered not. that same No, it did not. No. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I wish it would. I mean, that's so it, much it, of It's it. so weird to, to, to see, like, to paint, like, quote-unquote, the industry as this, like, monolithic thing that's so impenetrable when it's really just like a couple of a couple of small organizations that are just looking that are just people you know like they're yeah. just collections of people who are just are saying like hey i want to give you some money to keep doing this right mm. yeah. yeah i um i recently um had this i did have this act this aud- senior audition acting class at um sarah lawrence and it was um, Tara Rubin was the teacher who's like one of the top. Oh casting. yeah, yeah. Have you heard that name? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. No, she's she's crazy amazing, like big deal. Cast just about every Broadway show <clears throat> now. Um, did all of the the summer NTI summer O'Neill casting. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah, no big stuff. And the first day we were all nervous. Um, we're all like seniors or grad students to to meet her and audition for her. So she kind of noticed that and was like, let's just talk. And she started talking about um, acting and auditions and people trying to survive. And she, she, y'all, she broke down in tears talking about how sad it makes her to hear that people get so discouraged and feel so small. And just going off your point, Nick, like these are people. Or Tara Rubin's a, a person. Um, with the exception, I mean, not everyone is obviously good-hearted and everything, but these are just people. Um, and she was just as invested in, in us as w- in our success um, as we are. Um, so uh, that's good know. to hear. Yeah, it's think, always nice to yeah. have in the room, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's there's people that are above us out there who want the best for us. Um, wow. Yeah, and want to help. And yeah, I've heard in like I, I've heard Tara Rubin, yeah, she's one of the um one of like the really great people, genuine people in the business. And like yeah. Oh, she's so cool. Well yeah. hey, Tara Rubin, if you're listening. Uh <laughs> Tara Rubin, if you're if you're if you're listening, I hope you're also hiring. Uh, <laughs> Gas me in the music man, please. This is our this is all of our voice acting reel put together. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Uh, so we are coming up on the end of the podcast, but, uh, before that, I want to ask, what have you seen recently? What have you seen? Uh, I don't know what that was. (laughs) What have you seen, Billy Bob? What have I seen? Um, I recently was down at Theater Row, and I saw a play called Not Even the Good Things. Uh, let me see. I have the playbill right here. It's uh, let's see. Not even the good things. It's a new play by Joseph Scott Ford, and was directed by Kelsey Clare. Uh, it is a spirited dark comedy, um, and yes, it was actually very dark. Um, it's basically a uh, these a bunch of these uh, you know young kids, uh, probably mid mid like kids in mid the mid twenties, I would say. Uh, they, they get like an Airbnb out in the middle of uh, out in the Catskills and uh, you know, things start happening, weird things happen. And then it come to find out there's a 
ghost of a little girl there. And one of and the main character of the play is the only person who can see this ghost of a little girl. And uh, yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's kind of spooky. There's like spooky moments, and people like- can't understand why he's going nuts. But then he's trying to keep his cool while also seeing this ghost of a little girl kind of chilling in the corner while they're all trying to have a good time and stuff like that. It's like reverse sixth sense. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, It is wild. Um, I saw two. yeah, two friends, I'd say, in the uh, in, in in the show. I'll give them a shout out. There's a uh, Colette Astelle, and then there was Mickey Roberts. Uh, hey. I did Hamlet with I did Hamlet last summer with that's last summer last fall with Colette. Yes, you and did. And then Mickey, I cater with. So nice. Oh my god. Hello, you two connections. I yeah. love that. How lovely. Let's support a friend. What about you, Nick? Oh, um, I saw this is gonna be a little a weird suggestion, but um, there was a uh, web docuseries that just wrapped up oh. um, that I really, really enjoyed. Um, it's from a channel called Defunct Land. Mm-hmm. Um, they normally do like theme park history, huh. and like, and I subscribe to them because I, I kind of, I like weirdly like some of that stuff sometimes. Sure. But they just recently like took a break from that and did a six episode docuseries on Jim Henson. Oh, wow. cool. And it goes from it goes from like his very early like public access television days to developing the Muppet Show to developing Sesame Street to, to Fraggle Rock to Dark Crystal to like the end of his life. And the last episode, I cried like four times <laughs> because they like used footage from his funeral mm. while they talked about you know how like um, how Labyrinth failed and it was really personal for him. <laughs> and like and just like oh just really really well done and like jim and like it really profiles what kind of a man jim henson was like he was very quiet but always knew exactly what he wanted had really big ambitions right and yeah. like all was always 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 working on like four things at once and make and like had such a creative hand in all of them and but also like had so many like disciples like they had like they had like at his funeral, they had like eight of his original like puppeteers come on stage with puppets and like sing his favorite songs with their things. Like he, he was the man who gave us Frank Oz, like, you know, voice of voice of Yoda, voice of, a voice of, um, a a, a bunch of your favorite characters, but also like acclaimed film director, Frank Oz. Uh, and theater director. Yeah. Um, he directed In and of Itself, which I saw a couple years ago, the uh, Derek Delgadio, like, magic show, quote-unquote magic show. Yeah. Like, it, it, so, and it was just a beautiful celebration of his life and the lessons that he gave to everyone. So I highly recommend you check it out. It's only, like, each episode is only, like, 20 minutes each. Ooh. So it's not even a long watch. What was this called again? Uh, it's Defunct Land, and I think it's Defunct Defunct TV uh, Jim Henson. You can just YouTube it. Oh, cool. Okay. Defunct. Yeah. How about you, Andre? Um, what is it? A, f- a few days ago, I saw um, this play called Fairview at um, Theater for a New Audience. It's by Jackie Sibley's Drury. Oh, Jackie Sibley's Drury. I love her. Oh, do you know some of her stuff? Absolutely. Um, she wrote... 
Oh gosh, you are, uh, we are proud to present a presentation on really long title, but a great, great like meta theater piece about the Herero um, of Namibia. I think yep, that's the one, formerly known as South Africa, from the German Sudwest Frika. Yep, that's wow. the one. That's a, that's one of my favorite favorite plays. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. I'm gonna have to read it. I had never heard of her stuff before, but Fairview was the uh, 2019 Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, oh, amazing! Then I have to. Oh God! I'm amazed you haven't heard about this, dude. No, I haven't. Oh I haven't my been God. in New York. Well, you, you're plugged in. Um, <laughs> um, it, it closes August 11th. Um, it's at the Polanski Shakespeare Center in Brooklyn. Um, okay. I I can't really I can't really talk about it because mm, it, I mean it's a it's the the initial premise is about like a black. Um, upper middle class family celebrating the the family's grandma's uh birthday and um uh, that's really all i can say um it's a play that will make you incredibly uncomfortable um it will really um stay in your head mm. and um i mean that in the best way um and i can't describe it other than it's not what you think you're going to see. Um, awesome. Oh, I'm um, sold. You sold it for me. Yes. And I think it, go- it actually, I looked it up afterwards when the pl- play, when the play is, you're able to, you know, down, like you could send Am- Amazon could send it over to your place and it's like in a week. Oh, cool. Um, so check that out. If you're in the New York area, please watch Fairview. Um, that's really all I can say, but get ready. Amazing. Get ready. All right. We have, 30 seconds to talk about the Cats trailer. Go. Oh, my God. The Cats trailer, I have seen it every day <laughs> since it came out. I have never seen Cats before. I don't know any of the music, oh, but my God, I'm so obsessed with the trailer, y'all. I've just watched it twice with my girlfriend earlier today. I Like, like I, I whenever, as soon as they announced they were making a Cats movie with, like, Idris Elba and Judy Dench and Taylor Swift and James Corden and, <laughs> and Jason Derulo, like, oh. I, like, as soon as they announced it, I was like, they can do one of two things. They can either do, like, they just put them in, like, the Lycra body suits and makeup like they do on the Broadway show. Yep. That'd be fine. Yep. Or they do, like, Lion King photorealistic cats with just the voices coming out. And they managed to do both and neither, and I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so happy. Dude, I don't – I'm going to see it. And I've actually pledged, and I will pledge on this podcast, that every day I will watch the trailer once. Well, I can't wait to to check in in like 30 weeks and see how that's going for you. I think we need a new segment in the show. I really Uh, think we do. No, I will. I will tell you guys new stuff about it that pops up. (laughs) I just found it so so spectacularly horrifying and so um, un like not self aware. I cannot wait. Yeah, oh, I I'm feel so like excited. I've seen I I have not seen it, but I've seen enough memes Billy. on the interwebs to know what happens. In Billy, it. see it right now. Yeah, play it. <sighs> literally watch it right now yeah. while we close out the podcast. I will do the thank yous and things. Um, thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Um, this was a little bit of us getting on our feet. So if there's anything we can do to improve, please let us know. Um, we hope to have more questions for next week. Um, we'll also hopefully do some more segments. Um, I want to do a new play segment. Yeah. We're going to talk about a play every week. Yeah. Um, we'll do some, we'll, we have, we have so many ideas. We're bursting the seams with ideas. Um, want to do quick thank yous. Thank you to our friend Corinne Stanley yeah. for designing our logo. 
Oh my god, god, it's so adorable. I love my face and my hair, and it does a little thing. That's it's so good. Um, you can find her at Music Box Owl. She is currently accepting commissions. Um, and thank you to Petticoat for our theme song, which is dope, and I love it. And you're about to hear it play on the outro. Um, again, my name is Nick. My name is Andre. And my name is Billy. Thank you for listening to Stumble John's Break Legs. We'll see you soon. Thank you. 